I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, today, folks, I am going to tell you all about Murphy's Seven Deadly Sins. That's Governor Murphy and his most recent package of seven useless, ridiculous, stupid gun laws. Gun laws that help to turn more law-abiding citizens into criminals and do nothing Zero, zilch, nada, about crime. It's nothing to do with crime. There's no effect on crime and criminals. It is just his anti-gun bigotry, his hatred of you and me, his absolute uh, zealot devotion to an agenda of destroying the Second Amendment, of course, he's got a big surprise coming because simultaneously with him signing these seven ridiculous legislative acts, and of course he's not alone. I mean, the legislature passes these things and gives them to him to sign, so they're just as much to blame. But on that flip side, as you well know, we had that great, wonderful decision by Justice Thomas that is the hammer that will eventually destroy all these gun laws and more, substantially more. But till that happens, you've got to know what they say. You've got to know what these bills do. You've got to protect yourself because I don't want to see any one of my listeners, actually I don't want to see anyone, become a victim of New Jersey's notorious anti-gun laws. But that's what happens. Every day I get another case, uh, more than one every day, of individuals that have turned into criminals have their lives turned upside down over these uh, horrible gun laws of which the lamestream media never gives any attention to these good people that have their lives uh, basically uh, facing ruin by New Jersey. It's no exaggeration, and I see it every day. So I don't want you to become a victim. You listen to Gun Lawyer. One of the reasons you listen to Gun Lawyer is to help protect yourself. And I'm going to do that today. I want to give you the outline and explain these bills to, uh, to help you to navigate through the newest onslaught. So let's jump right into it, folks. Let's start with the so-called uh, 50 caliber ban. Yes, New Jersey has banned 50 caliber firearms, and they've set out an interesting matrix and grid in the way they are doing it. They've made possession of a 50 cal firearm a third-degree crime, which means you're looking at up to five years in state's prison for your possession of one. Now, there are provisions in the bill to work around this ban for current lawful possessors. It mirrors, in effect, the 1990 assault firearm bill and what it did in which it established certain procedures I'm going to review with you so that if you are a current possessor of a 50 cal, I will lay out for you what you can do to remain legal. This is very important because uh, I don't think any of you want to face five years in state's prison for a firearm that you lawfully purchased legally and have possessed with no problem, but New Jersey has decided to turn you into a felony-level criminal 
over that behavior. And before we get into the definitional uh, aspect, I want to tell you that New Jersey has confined this bill to essentially what we know as 50 BMG. Now, there have been prior attempts at banning 50 cal that were so broad and overbreath they brought in everything, antiques and muzzle loaders and all kinds of stuff. Well, this bill does isolate the definition down to the essentially the 50 BMG center fire cartridge firing firearm. So again, it's no reason to cheer, but it does show that our efforts over the years have paid off because the bill is limited to 50 BMG, but that's still a problem. It's still stupid. It's still something that turns law-abiding citizens into criminals. And, you know, I, I, I miss the rash of um, 7-Elevens being held up with 50 BMGs, right? I mean, have you seen that lately? Or, you know, any of, the, any of these, uh, you know, street crimes or anything happening. As a matter of fact, when are these even being used wrongly at all? They're not. It's, it's, it's a solution looking for a problem. And so they create the problem. The problem is turning you and me into criminals. That's what they do. And this is how they sell it. Oh, look at what a great job, Murphy, you know, patting himself on the back every day over his gun control efforts. So it's limited to 50 BMG. But what firearms are actually covered by 50 BMG? Because some of you may just think, you know, the Barrett 50. Like, that's it, Barrett 50. No, no it's way more than that. Here's just a partial list that I've gleaned together of various 50 cal firearms uh, fire the 50 BMG. All these are brought in under this new ban, whether it's a, a Barrett, you know, Model 82, the carbine version or the rifle version, a Bushmaster BA-50, a Serbu firearm BFG-50. These are all... Uh, 50 BMG guns, and then you have the Accuracy International AS50, this Accuracy International AW50, Accuracy International AX50, Armalite AR50, very popular bolt action, Armstech Limited TTR50, the Barrett M95, the Barrett M99, we talked about the Barrett M82 and also the M107. The Bushmaster BA-50, which we mentioned, a Cadex Defense CDX-50 Tremor, a Desert Tech HTI, a DSR-50, a Gephardt Rifle, the McMillan TAC-50, the OM-50 Nemesis, the PGM Hakati 2, Pindad SPR 2, Ramo M600, the Robar RC50, the Serbu Firearms, not only the BFG50, but the BFG50A, and the RN50, all by Serbu, Snipe XM, Snipe X Rhino Hunter, Steyr HX50, the WKW Wilk, and the Savasta 
M93 Black Arrow. And last but not least is the Triple Action Thunder Pistol. Yes, there's actually a 50 cal pistol. You would be quite insane to shoot it. But if you own one, and I guess it's pretty cool to own one, Murphy's put you on the list. So what do you have to do if you own any of those guns or any other gun, even a custom-built gun, any gun, if it's a firearm and it's capable of firing that 50 BMG? Well, here's the deal. You're going to have to register it, and you have one year to register it from July 5th, which was the enactment date of the bill of 2022 so by july 5th 2023 you better have registered your 50 bmg in order to register it you go to your municipality or the superintendent of state police if you don't have such a municipality the state police are going to promulgate forms just like they did for the assault farm registration there is no 50 dollars fee as there was with assault farms they originally proposed it but that was cut but you still have to do this registration form, and you got to do it within a year. Now, once you have a registered 50, then you now subject yourself to liability. Because if a, and this is right from the law, and I find it kind of interesting, a prohibited firearm registered pursuant to this section is used in the commission of a crime, the registrant of the prohibited firearm shall be civilly liable for damages resulting from that crime. So they're imposing a civil liability for registered 50s. Interestingly, there is no civil liability on unregistered 50s. So only if you register it do you get this. Of course, if it's unregistered, you can be charged with a crime, but you avoid civil liability. Now, this civil liability can be avoided if it was used in a crime and you reported it stolen within 36 hours. And New Jersey has a law that you have to report any firearm stolen within 36 hours. And uh, if you uh, lawfully transferred it some way prior to the commission of the crime. So keep in mind, this is what they're doing now. They also have a real fancy handy-dandy provision that says, guess what? If your heirs, if your heirs inherit this gun, well, unfortunately, if they inherit it, they have uh, only a short window of time in which, uh, that is 90 days, to dispose of the firearm in accordance with the provisions of the bill. And that disposal that heirs have to do within 90 days of registered assault farms. Remember, if it's an unregistered assault farm, the heirs don't have to dispose of it. But of course, if it's possessed in New Jersey, well, that could be a problem because then they're criminally you know, in possession. But if you lawfully possess an unregistered 50 outside the state of New Jersey, such as in a state that you know respects the Second Amendment, at least more than New Jersey does, uh, like, say, Pennsylvania, then you don't have to register this and your heirs can still inherit it and there is no requirement because it's not a registered BM50. Only registered ones fall under this uh, air prohibition and requirement. 
But what do heirs have to do? Well, heirs have to do the same thing that you have to do if you choose not to register. If you choose not to register, you're given one year to transfer the firearm to a person or firm lawfully entitled to own them. In other words, you can get them to a dealer or to somebody else who's legal to have that in some way. They don't explain that one. Or you can render the firearm, the prohibited firearm, inoperable, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, or you can voluntarily surrender it. Hey, there's a great idea, folks. Voluntary surrender. You can turn in your, you know, $10,000 plus 50 rifle. Uh, just give it to the police and take the hit. Why not, right? Because on voluntary surrender, you don't get paid for that. You just give it up. And uh, that sounds like just a dandy idea, doesn't it? But I'm assuming most of you aren't going to voluntarily surrender your rather pricey 50 BMG rifle. And instead, you're either going to register it or you're going to render it inoperable. Now, the rendering inoperable still requires a certificate be filed. And the certificate has to certify that you've rendered it inoperable and you can't have the parts or pieces that make it operable. So I don't see any advantage to rendering it inoperable when you can just register it, and you're going to have to file paperwork whether you render it inoperable or register it. So if your intention is to paper this gun in the way New Jersey's suggesting, then just register it for free and do it within the year so that you don't possess something that can, again, be a trap and turn you into a law-abiding criminal. So that is the... 50 cal ban signed into law. Now, that's one of seven bills. The other bill I want to talk to you about as we go down the list is what we're called the mandatory training bill. Yep, New Jersey now has passed a law, and it's law, that requires a training course, completion of a training course, a course of instruction in the lawful and safe handling and storage of firearms. I'm sure that'll be just a propaganda loaded course that you're going to have to take. And you're going to have to take that if you want to get a new firearm purchaser ID card or a new handgun purchase permit you must have had within four years, by the way, prior to the date of that application, a course, one of these courses. So training is now yet another hurdle put between you and your exercise of your Second Amendment rights. And some of you may say, well, you know, training is a good idea and it helps people. You know what? I'm all in favor of training. What I'm against is mandatory training. Because once you mandate it, and then you have the uh, government involved in setting out what constitutes the proper training, and then on these issues, it is used as a tool to deny our rights. It is used as a block, as a tool, as a device to screw us out of our gun rights. And think about it. Who's the government requiring this? Oh, New Jersey. Oh, we trust them to be fair and reasonable in their firearm regulation, right? <laughs> so training is going to be required. 
And the firearms ID card is no longer going to be lifetime, but only valid for 10 years. And then you're going to have to renew. Now, the one thing that's important to note, though, is that if you have a firearms ID card prior to July 5th, 2022, your firearms ID card does not expire. Your firearms ID card, you do not require training to have to go through that course. You don't have to uh, take a training course. You don't have to have that in order to get even a new handgun purchase permit or to replace a firearms ID card subsequently later. This is all for jamming it to the new guys. So you may feel, you know, happy that, hey, this doesn't apply to me because I got my card before. But that's really selfish and it's really short-sighted because everybody that becomes a gun owner is a brother and sister in arms. And we don't want to put these hurdles and obstacles there that are unreasonable and make it so that individuals can't exercise their rights. Now, I'm sure all this is going to get challenged, and I'm confident, and I think it's going to be a, a hard for the government to uh, show that, uh, based on history and tradition, and remember, it's the government's burden, that mandatory demonstration of training was required before the patriots could own a firearm. Bef you know, like in 1791, there was some mandatory training course the government was requiring. Or in 1860, you know, in 1860, the 14th Amendment, there was some uh, mandatory training courses at the government. This is some tradition in America, hardly. But till then, this is out there, and anybody new applying is going to have to face this and is going to have to uh, get that certificate and in fact have a firearms ID card that is no longer lifetime. So that is uh, two of the seven bills. The next bill is targeting non-residents. So this is a very prejudicial bill signed by uh, the governor where only new folks moving into New Jersey, in, instead of getting the welcome mat, they're getting the requirement, if you want to move to New Jersey and you're a gun owner, you have to register your handguns when you come into New Jersey, even though residents do not have to register their handguns. And it's lawful to have handguns that are unregistered in New Jersey. We've talked about this before. But any new resident, so if you come to New Jersey with your handguns, but you're not going to become a resident, ah, then you don't have to register them. That's okay. But if you come here and you are going to be a resident, then you're required to register your handguns. And if you transport firearms into New Jersey that you acquired while residing in that other state, guess what you have to get? You have to get a firearms purchaser ID card as well. You must apply for a firearms ID card, and that's part of the registration requirement to be able to lawfully register your handgun. 
and you have to do all this within 60 days of moving. So you move to New Jersey, now you have to register your guns and get a firearms ID card, which means you just got here, you're somehow going to have to get into a training course so you can get the new firearms ID card. And you have to plan all this just to move here to bring your guns that you want to exercise your Second Amendment rights over. You really think that's going to hold up? Especially when it's only on non-residents and not residents that are current. Oh, come on. But doesn't matter. Hey, any anti-gun law they can pass, they want to pass, they want to sign it. Who cares? Yahoo. Let's just do it and force these things down law-abiding gun owners' throats. And that's what they're doing here. So keep in mind, any of you that ever have the misfortune to have to move and become a resident of New Jersey, oh, my God, just that alone, I feel for you. But now you're going to have to register, get a firearms ID card, and that means abiding by the new requirements. This takes effect, folks, seven months on the seventh month from the enactment which was uh, July 5th again, and that's when the non-resident discrimination gun registration bill kicks in. Hey, when we get back, I'm going to finish with the four other disasters, these infringements, these disgusting acts passed by the legislature and signed by the governor, You'll be uh, surprised to hear, or maybe not so surprised, at just how ludicrous these following bills are. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator, fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman, tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal, don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back. And thanks for being a Gun Lawyer listener. Thanks for subscribing. We've had uh, tremendous interest and uh, folks are really putting the time in and, and, and listening to the show, and I really appreciate it because we're getting the word out. And shows like this today where I want to get the word out so you can protect yourself, 
so you don't become a victim. Make sure your friends know. Subscribe. Don't miss an episode because the information has been coming in fast and furious lately. And we've been getting some glorious things and some absolute garbage things. And these seven bills are on the garbage side, but you got to know about them. So what else did the legislature pass? Well, the legislature decided that making certain offenses such as manufacturing firearms with a 3D printer, you know, 3D printed firearms, or undetectable or covert firearms, you know, the ghost guns, here we go, ghost guns, or transporting firearms without serial numbers, that having those simply be a third-degree crime where you face five years in state's prison that wasn't enough, folks. That's not enough for their wrath and hatred of gun owners and guns. Not enough, not enough. No, no. They had to bump them all to second degrees. So now you're looking at 10 years in state's prison. If you have the manufacturing or facilitating the manufacturer, whatever that means, facilitating the manufacturer, of a firearm using a 3D printer, second-degree crime, right? If you distribute the information over the Internet on how to do it, it's now a second-degree crime. We're talking about data, folks. A computer program over the Internet is second-degree. It's worse than child pornography now, this firearm manufacturing information. woo Ridiculous, but doesn't matter. They also make covert or undetectable firearms. If you transport or manufacture or cause to be manufactured, you know what covert or undetectable? Oh, someone say, oh, plastic guns, plastic guns. Yeah, but the covert side, you know, anything that doesn't look completely like a gun. In other words, the North American Arms pager pistol holster, right? Where it folds down and it can clip, and then when you open it, it extends. Oh, that looks like a pager. So, Or a life card, which looks like a card. Or any of these firearms that are lawful. And look, it doesn't distinguish out antique guns, even antique cane gun. <laughs> well, you're looking at second degree now, man. You transport that second degree. Ship, sell, or dispose of it. Second degree. 10 years, state's prison, across the board. You know, you have one of those wallet holster guns, right? Boom. That's covert. Yep, second degree. Now, third wasn't enough. And not only that, here's the real kicker here. Transporting a manufactured firearm without a serial number. Now, prior it was third degree, five years. But now it's second degree. But think about this, and I hope you realize New Jersey has made it a second degree from a third degree to transport a firearm without a serial number, and they did not exempt NSN firearms. So if you have a no serial number firearm, for which prior to 1960, hundreds of thousands of shotguns, 22s, don't have serial numbers. They're not required to. And dealers, when they sell a gun without a serial number, I've always used NSN, no serial number. 
Well, you got, you know, your dad or your grandfather, you happen to pick up at some point an NSN, totally legit, manufactured by a manufacturer. You know, all of them, they, they made them, no problem. You find plenty of them that way. No, hey, guess what? Second degree crime for a gun that was absolutely legal, lawful, and made by a manufacturer, but they didn't exempt pre-68 guns, no exemption for that. No exemption for unserialized firearms that will include in New Jersey. Remember, firearm includes air guns, BB guns, right? Yeah, you got a BB gun with no serial number? Plenty of BB guns are made with no serial number. Uh, Second-degree crime. You get nailed with that, baby. Black powder guns? You got any black powder, muzzle loaders? Maybe ones you even built yourself? Oh, that's a ghost gun and a no-serialized gun. Ooh, you're in big trouble now. Second degree for that black powder gun. Uh, antiques that had no serial numbers. There's no distinction. They didn't exempt it. It's no serial number gun. So, watch out. Jersey's made it a second degree. And there's so much to do with crime. As you can tell, nothing. But it sure will make a lot of law-abiding citizens into criminals. And that's their agenda. Make us into criminals and disenfranchise us of our gun rights. Destroy us because they not only hate guns, they hate us. And it's evident by these things they pass. Because if they did care, they wouldn't do this. But they did. They also passed ammo registration. Oh, this is just great. Registering ammo, electronic ammo registration. Dealers now are going to have to have electronic ability to register ammunition purchases. They're going to have to register the type and caliber and gauge of the ammunition and the quantity sold and the name and address of the purchaser and all the other information the superintendent shall deem necessary for proper enforcement of this chapter. Imagine this now. So you go to the deal. You're going to have to have your electronic registration of ammunition. Oh, my God. And the records have to be available for inspection and all. This is just going to solve crime after crime after crime. You know, registered ammunition, first of all, there's no serial numbers on ammunition at all. But they're requiring registration of the purchase of no serial numbers. So my question is this. If this is actually useful, which of course we know it isn't, but assuming it is, then you're telling me serial numbers aren't necessary because the ammo isn't serial numbered. You're just registering purchase of unserialized ammo and just saying, yeah, this guy bought some ammo on this day and registering it. What is that doing then? Yet you're requiring registration of firearms and requiring serial numbers, making it a crime to have guns without serial numbers. But if serial numbers are so important, how come this is taking place? Because the whole thing's nonsense and contradictory. doesn't matter. They banned logic in 79. So look, folks, you're going to have uh, your purchases of ammunition electronically registered and recorded and every retail dealer in the business is going to have to uh, 
have this. And here's the real kicker. Keep this in mind. If you happen to buy 2,000 or more rounds of handgun ammo, the dealer must immediately report, immediately is the word, immediately contact the state police regarding the sale, transfer, assignment, or disposition of 2,000 or more rounds of handgun ammo. So you buy four bricks of 22s, and they're calling the state police on your ass in the bill, required to do, because it's handgun ammunition registration. And this is so important. Oh, my God. So this is in place, and it's going to be set up. There's... uh, requirements. I think it kicks in 12 months after the effective date, but you can now look forward to ammo registration, of which there's no serial numbers on ammo. Okay, but it doesn't stop there. The fun doesn't end. Oh, no, no, because they also passed what we're calling the industry killer bill. Now, why is it the industry killer bill? Well, you know, Federal law in the has the Protection of Lawful Commerce Act that protected gun owners, dealers, well not owners so much, but dealers, manufacturers, anyone in the business, they have protection federally from these lawsuits where the idea is to litigate guns out of existence. You know, trial lawyers love this, right? Sue, 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 gun maker. Hold the gun maker, the gun seller responsible for the criminal act of a third party, right? It's like suing uh, Chevy or Ford because the murderer used that car to get away from the scene in or shot from it. You know, may as well sue the car manufacturer. Well, that's the idea. They go after firearm makers and all under this liability theory. Well, that was uh, roadblocked by the federal law. So New Jersey is following a pattern here to try to do a workaround. And the workaround that is apparently what they're engaging in because they saw some limited success in the lawsuit against Remington for Bushmaster, where they got settled, where there's a claim made of public nuisance. This is what's being established, so that the Attorney General can bring litigation of public nuisance to try to shut down the gun industry and go after advertising and marketing and all these other features that uh, really stretch the limits of any type of uh, so-called public nuisance, but it doesn't matter. They put the law here, and it's designed to do that. So any gun industry member, which they define as any person engaged in the sale, manufacturing, distribution, importing, or marketing of a gun-related product, and any officer, agent, employee, or other person authorized to act on behalf of them. So now they open them up for lawsuit. And for the Attorney General to go after them as a public nuisance. And gun-related product is very broad. It means firearm, ammunition, magazines, components, parts, 
frames, receivers, or accessories that was distributed, imported, marketed, or possessed in the state, or was reasonably foreseeable that it would be possessed in New Jersey. This way, the attorney can go all around the U.S., go after any company, anybody falling under this broad definition, and go after them under this contrived public nuisance angle to try to get around the Lawful Protection of Commerce Act. That's really all this is, and that's just what it is, and it's designed to kill and go after the industry, and New Jersey is here doing that. Finally, number seven of this wonderful package is micro-stamping. Requiring micro-stamping. Now, what that is is when you fire the gun, the cartridge case and or the component of the expended cartridge case will have some identifier that's stamped on it when you fire. And that micro-stamping is so that under some theory that is, of course, never proven to ever be effective, that somehow a piece of brass with that, and then they can trace it to the gun. And uh, look, if a firearm is used in this way, um, it's absolutely the easiest thing to dismantle any kind of uh, micro-stamping. You know, it takes a $2 file and goodbye micro-stamping. But uh, you know, why should that stop them from imposing this on all of us? Uh, and the micro-stamping is what? It's just another form of registration. You got it. More registration. Pile it on. Register, register, register. And here the Attorney General is going to see if they can uh, verify that the technology exists and if it's viable. And when he says that it's viable, and you know how fair and reasonable they are about that, well, then every retail dealer is going to have to have one of these guns up for sale. Now, they're not requiring it to be the only handgun you can buy because that's going to come later, just like smart gun law, right, to require it to be sold by the dealer. Because originally when they mandated smart gun, it stopped the development of smart gun. It was actually one of the best anti-gun laws ever passed by and pursued by Loretta Weinberg, which absolutely shut down the smart gun industry because it revealed their true intentions. So they don't want to make that mistake again. So now they're saying, hey, the dealers just have to offer it. They always have to have one for sale. And here's the one I just love. This is just great. They're going to have to have uh, signs and display of the firearm. And here's what the law said and literally laughed out loud from it. Ready? They have to make available for purchase at least one firearm included on the roster and display the firearm in a conspicuous manner that makes it easily visible to customers and distinguishable from traditional firearms. And there has to be a sign that includes a clear and con conspicuous statement disclosing the features of micro-stamping-enabled firearms that are not offered by traditional firearms and advising such customers that they can be purchased through the dealer. Oh, how exciting is that? Look, here's how we can better invade your privacy, track you, and register you. What wonderful features this micro-stamped gun has. And they have to put up a sign about it. Nice. Now, what world are they living in? Well, that's what they got to do when this is uh, finally, finally on the market, I guess, or something 
to those uh, to that degree. They're going to have to have one and display it proudly with signs advertising all the wonderful benefits of a micro-stamp firearm. Okay, and um, the dealer, if they don't do it, well, they're going to face fines and even potential imprisonment if they keep doing it otherwise. And it's, uh, it's pretty crappy, but there's one little bonus they snuck in, folks, and i got to tell you about it. The state of New Jersey is offering a, yes, I'm not kidding here, a rebate when you purchase a firearm that has micro-stamping. They will pay you a rebate of 10% rebate by the state of New Jersey to encourage you to buy one of these wonderful micro-stamping firearms. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool? And, oh, I forgot to mention, they limit the 10% to 30 bucks. It's a maximum of 30 bucks. So you could get a, a $30 back on your, well, probably, you know, $2,000 handgun here to have micro-stamping correctly, and who's really going to want it, so the economies of scale aren't going to kick in on those babies. But, hey, New Jersey's going to give you 30 bucks if you buy a micro-stamped firearm. Woo! So I guess it wasn't all bad, folks. Of the seven bills, they still threw 30 bucks to gun owners. And that's about the best thing I can say about any of these bills. But most importantly, that you now know what's going on and what's out there so that you cannot become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.